0: I check the toilet every time I sit down. (laughs) And even sometimes when I'm sitting on it, I feel like I need to check again because something might have snuck up. (laughs)
1: On red, the Daily Mount Eagles Political History Podcast. I'm Jennifer Corron.
2: I'm Drew
0: Gilbert.
1: And our guest today is our esteemed publisher, yeah, James Phillips.
0: I think that's the first time I've ever been called esteemed, mm-hmm. but I like it. It's a good,
1: it's a good mm-hmm. adjective well, for and me. And also, I love to throw this in. You may not know this, uh, my wedding minister sitting across from the no, table. No, I didn't know this. Yeah, you did know this. Yeah, did. Did know did. this. That's yeah. right.
0: And I offered to uh, also baptize. baptize her child when it was born with a mm-hmm. bottle of Aquafina, but she didn't want me to do it. She declined the offer? Yeah, she yep. declined. Yep. People, my feelings.
1: I love the expressions That's we the get when we thing. tell people that, though, because most of them just worry for my soul, honestly, mm-hmm. that yes. I let him marry me. But it's true. Yeah,
2: I wonder about the strength of your, your, your nuptials at that point, that he was involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well... No offense to you or your We've husband. been
1: married 10 years now.
2: Goodness yeah. Goodness
0: gracious, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Made it a decade. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. tough these days. We're keeping,
1: a, we're keeping the percentage up for him.
0: It was a heck of a ceremony too. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Yeah. Yeah, Iron and brimstone. We're rounding some good.
1: bases. in <laughs> brimstone, yeah.
2: in. Did, did you preach one of the uh, bring people to Christ during the wedding cool. messages? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I always yeah.
0: lo- always love those. Because keep... that's what everybody's there for. <laughs> we try to keep numbers at <laughs> the, <laughs> the wedding. There's, there was 27 people saved at lot.
1: There was a lot of sin shaming. But
2: that's only because you did a two-hour office. <laughs> that <and they laughs> that went on on, <laughs> on the ball field. <laughs> uh,
1: Meanwhile, <laughs> Zach and I are there in our baseball attire saying yeah. right. we just wanted to get yeah. married. Right. Yeah. When I, get this grew, I grew
0: up Pentecostal, and they always have a good way of holding people yeah. and making them feel uncomfortable. Until 1 o'clock. And, and asking. So, so what I did was we're not getting out of here until Jennifer and Zach get at least $3,000 for their That's home. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, Tell about, about my in house. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. about yeah. my
1: house. True story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that went off the rails relatively quick.
2: <laughs> Did we have any greater expectations? Uh-uh. For no,
1: It's the reason I brought him in here. Yeah. So what I wanted to get us together to do was to tell, hey, this time I met. Stories. Yep. And I think we will let esteemed publisher Phillips go first because I know he has a really good one.
2: We're getting a a Bob Riley story out of this Uh, guy. A
1: Bob Riley, uh, perhaps prior to the Me Too era. Before
2: before we go into Bob Riley's story, um, I want to point out that he didn't win Walker County either time. I'm sure. No, he didn't. He lost both times. He lost to Roy Moore. Roy Moore. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. even in the general, he lost to the Democrat both times in Walker County.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Proceed. Things have changed. Would know.
1: So yeah. what year was this that... that
0: oh, you know better than ask me years. I mean, this was during his...
1: 2000. He beat Don Siegelman in 2000, or he won the election in 2000, um, was it six?
0: I believe that's right. I came back here in 2006 to take over the newsroom. Mm-hmm. and Because so I, w- I don't
1: think I was here when the Bob Riley story happened, and that would make sense.
0: Right. And so I think it was in 2006... Uh, Bob Riley, and I'll tell two stories if, if we have time. I'll tell a. a to
1: podcast. A, we got all the time in the world.
0: I'll tell a political story, and then I've got a great The Time I Met Dolly Parton story, too, that I can share.
1: You know I'm down for a Dolly story. I'm
0: kind of a Dolly fanboy over here, too. You can I give me a Dolly story time. as well. Yeah, yeah. okay. Bob Dolly Riley has a podcast now. Let's throw let, that out there. Let me okay. say, Bob Riley, Bob Riley. He's coming to Jasper. We yeah. get a call. Hey, if you want to spend some time with the governor, mm-hmm. all you got to do is ride a bus with him from Jasper to Coleman. How hard could that be? Easy. Now the only problem is somebody's got to follow behind me so I can to get take back you to Coleman because I ain't bringing right. you yeah. back. Yeah, and so I'm, you know, I've met Governor Riley a few times at this point already. Really nice guy. Always good with the media. Like he always worked with us really well. Like to talk, easy to deal with that sort of thing. So yeah, I'll ride a bus with him. That'll be cool. I didn't realize I was going to be the only person on the bus with him, except for like one of his handlers.
1: Awkward.
0: We, yeah, we meet at the uh, at Memorial Park at mm-hmm. the Natatorium. Mm-hmm. Get on the bus. We're in there talking. Bob's standing there, and he said, "You mind if I get a little more comfortable?" And I said, "Well, you're the governor. Go ahead." Yeah. And thank God this was not Robert Bentley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Bob Riley proceeds. Grab you in the chest. Area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have. Bob Riley proceeds to take his shirt off, like he had a jacket. Took the jacket off, and I think the jacket's going to be it, so that's more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he begins to unbutton. He takes a tie off, unbutton, button up shirt. Yeah, we got an undershirt on. We've got a wife beater. Okay. And so I'm sitting on the bus, Bob Riley in his wife beater. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the pants are staying on. Mm-hmm. Or were you? Well. <laughs> You know me, Drake. <laughs> so I'm taking aback because I'm in the bus with a governor. Yeah. And he's taking his clothes yeah. off. And then the funniest thing is after he gets his shirt off and he's all comfortable and I see Bob Riley's little chest hairs coming out, mm-hmm. you know, reaches over and grabs a huge tub of planter's peanuts, mm-hmm. opens it up handfuls and just yeah. we're talking like a, a salted party
2: nut here is that what we got going exactly on? Okay. that's exactly
0: what it was yeah. taking his hand handfuls oh, shoving laying. them in the mouth yeah at least 20 peanuts at was a time
2: drinking dr pepper too or?
0: no i don't remember what he was drinking but it may have been a little harder than
2: okay with well, dr pepper with something right it yeah. could have been
0: yeah uh so we chat away i mean it's bob riley me on a bus him half naked Eating peanuts. Did you feel obligated at
2: that point to, like, take your shirt off, to, like, even
0: it out? I thought I should, but I didn't. Okay.
1: Because you probably weren't wearing an undershirt.
0: Well, I probably wasn't. A, no, I probably wasn't. And, funny thing about me, yeah. I'm in better shape now than I was then. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, probably didn't want to show off the... uh you know, maybe she,
2: that's what he was doing. He was like subconsciously challenging you to uh, like a physical
0: contest here. It could have mm-hmm. been, yeah. yeah. And
1: James lost because yeah, he refused to get in the arena.
0: And then um, I wouldn't even eat his peanuts. You didn't. Eat he his offered me I peanuts, peanuts and peanuts. I didn't even want to eat his peanuts. I like
2: some. I like some party nuts. I, I, I felt. In on those.
0: I just felt odd at that point.
2: Yeah, there's no way around that.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you're in a bus with a governor. Was there any, like, substantial conversation or
2: really just kind of the memory is him just, like. like did you report on tripping? anything
1: that was said? We didn't, no. I mean, you know,
0: we did a story on the on the bus ride, and we talked about just the issues that were going on at the time. Right, right. So but it, you, nothing, were getting,
2: you were getting just bowler answers. Right, with, that's, that's that that
0: all it was at that yeah. point. But he goes from being, you know, we're interviewing and, and doing the professional thing to we're just chatting. And most yeah. of the bus ride was just us chatting, and I felt like I'd made a new friend. At that point. <laughs> and even now, when he I've he seen Bob Riley in later years, he remembers me. And we I've joked with him about the half-naked bus ride. Mm-hmm. He has been surprisingly
2: quiet in, in post-gubernatorial career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah he, yeah, he really has. He's kind of he just helps you
1: remember him fondly.
2: He went back to uh, Clay County, boy, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. Uh, is it Ash-
1: Ashland?
2: Is it Lionville or... They're side-by-side. Side. They're like a and yeah. dora situation. They're like on top of each other. It's one of the They two. merged those schools, right? That's uh-huh. who Jasper plays. Yeah, that's who, who they play this so week. So Cordova beat them, beat Clay County in the state championship in 2007. Right. And that's my Bob Riley story. I watched him hand uh, the blue map to Cordova mm-hmm. against his alma mater. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah. We, that photo yeah. ran on the Daily
1: Mount yeah. Eagle, I think, of him. And he in that yeah. photo yeah. with yeah. the championship yeah. team. Yeah.
0: yeah, it did. Yep. It's my only Bob Riley story. Yep. Bob There's Riley was in Jasper a lot. He was a lot like uh, – Governor Bentley. Bentley was yeah because yeah. Bentley was in Walker I missed I missed that a little
2: bit yeah. all due respect to uh, Madam Ivy um, I liked those mobile governors that got around the state because you really think about the logistics of what their job is I think travel in the state's a big part of oh you. I think well, it's we a need big you part to of it. Do. Yeah, yeah we need you to have your finger on the pulse and you can mm-hmm. go back and tell the legislators like hey this is a common problem I'm seeing or this mm-hmm. is a common
0: good I'm seeing and I think we've always had that up We're missing until, that a little bit right yeah now. and we don't have <laughs> yeah. it now but even you know Siegelman was hugely popular in Jasper.
1: That's gonna be my oh, yeah. guy. I got a Siegelman story. Yeah. All right, tell your Dolly story, then I'll tell my Siegelman story. Yeah, go story. Dolly.
0: Dolly story. Okay. Yeah. Dollywood. About uh, let's say this was about six, seven years ago. They open up a new ride. Uh huh. I'm gonna be in Pigeon Forge anyway. I get an email saying that I can go and listen to a Dolly concert at Dollywood for free, with a chance to meet Dolly.
2: Ooh.
0: It's a slight chance, but it's I mean, a chance. So I've got to take that. I mean, yeah. yeah. Whole family is at Dollywood that day. Yep. I get to go in the little concert though, because it's just for media people. Uh huh. First thing that happens is while I'm in the concert, Dolly's singing her heart out. I mean, she's just an angel sent from heaven. We uh, all know that. Uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, there was a honeybee sent from hell that showed up, Ooh. and so this honeybee is circling around. That jerk. Yeah, and at one point, there's a very nice looking lady that's standing right in front of me. Uh huh. This honeybee circles in front of her, on her front side. Uh-huh which causes her to push her rear side back.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: As it goes past her front side, it comes around my backside, so causing forward, causing me to shoot forward. I thought you said this honeybee was from hell. <laughs> well, we mean Well, what in the you middle. don't know yeah. is
1: one of James's children is by this woman. <laughs> right,
0: that's right. <laughs> And we meet in the middle, and I have sexually assaulted somebody that's for the right. first time in my life. Yeah, you know? yeah. and I just and that's am a, her, I'm that's apologizing. Funny,
2: you're telling a Dolly story now. She's telling a Me Too story. Somewhere she is right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, about that moment. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you know, concert finishes after I've assaulted this lady, and there wasn't going to be a chance to meet Dolly. Mm-hmm. So I was very disappointed because I yeah, thought maybe I at least insane. just get a hello or something. Yeah. But I see where Dolly is exiting from. And so I'm not letting this stop me. I'm going to get as uh, close to Dolly as I Uh, possibly can. I walk within five feet of where she's going to get in her truck. Uh And I've never fanboyed over anybody. Like, Uh I've met a lot of famous people.
2: Uh
0: Dolly comes out of the door, walk into her truck, and I scream as loud as possible, Dolly! (laughs) Dolly! Like, I am shaking that I'm screaming so loud at Dolly. And she turns scared to death mm-hmm. that somebody's coming after her, and looks at me and just goes, mm. <laughs> "And oh, waves. Oh
2: man, you terrified the sweet angel. From I, heaven. Did,
0: I scared her to death.
2: You never outrun that either, James. No, you're no.
0: always that guy. Oh, mm-hmm. that's I guarantee you, if she mm-hmm. sees me walking the streets, Pigeon Forge one day, she's gonna freak out. Mm.
1: So her security guy is her nephew, by the way. I, I know this listen. because of the Dolly Parton podcast that I'm listening to. I have got to listen yes. to the Dolly Parton. podcast. Well, it's podcast. lucky I didn't I, he that, it's her nephew and he's like a former military person. Like yeah. he, he knows how to like yeah, kill, kill you James. just yeah. with his yeah. hand. Oh he would have took me out. He's yeah. whisper, he but he's in charge Auntie, of her security. He
2: whispered to Auntie Dolly and so said, Don't worry about that mm-hmm. guy. Right. Yeah. Yep. We will take I, him I, out. Mm him. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. So uh
2: What do you get? Who are are you doing? Uh, So,
1: Siegelman, and it's funny how different stories play out when you're a male versus a female. Mm -hmm. But, so Don Siegelman. Yeah. I looked this up. This was 2005, so I'm in college, and as part of whatever news writing class I'm in, you had to cover a speech. So, former governor Don Siegelman is coming because he's running in the 2006 uh, election he's coming to walker county to a democratic breakfast so i call the, the chairman can i come i'm a college student just cover the speech he said you'd be more than welcome to so a saturday morning to go out don Siegelman's in the room um he has his bumper sticker Siegelman 06 and the whole thing so um we i think he comes over in the beginning introduces himself and i have like the um not a digital recorder, like the cassette tape recorder. That's how I started out. So I've got my little recorder, my notepad, and that whole deal. So he he probably thinks I'm with the newspaper, even though I'm obviously a sophomore in college. But um, so we meet then. He does his speech. I take my notes and that kind of a thing. So as I'm leaving the room, um, he stops me again. He was like, did you get everything that you need? Like he went out of his way, and what's funny is, a young lad named Ed Howell was in that was in that room. I know this because I I read in the newspaper. I I was I always read the newspaper in high school, but I was really interested in this case to see how what I wrote for my college class would. Um, compared to like the Daily Mountain Eagles reporting. So I remember, like I remember, that, right, yeah. that Ed wrote the article. And they were very different, as they are to this day. <laughs> um, but they were very different versions of, of the story. But Ed was in the room. But I don't remember Siegelman giving anyone as much attention in that room as he did to me. Like, I feel like he came around to me a couple of times and then stopped me at the door oh, to me. make sure that I had everything. And I never knew if it was because I was a he thought I was a reporter, like a legit reporter, if it was just because everybody else in the room was like a, of a man things. of a certain, yeah. a, a certain yeah. age. Yeah. I never knew what was going on there. But Don Siegelman was incredibly nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to so me. But seen. he wasn't nice
0: <laughs> to anybody
1: else. I don't remember him walking around to young Ed Howell. And asking, Do you have everything you need? I'm just gonna say that. Right, right. I, I even at that time and this and I'm not a person well, who I'm ever gonna... has felt that amount of like attention from someone. Again, I'm not the girl in that room. That attention right. goes to somebody else. Well I'm gonna tell but you I'm that, telling you, man, Siegelman had the charm going that he, day.
0: He had met Ed enough times by that He's point. He's probably done with him. He knew Ed had all he needed. Yeah and more than what Don wanted him uh-huh.
2: probably. Yeah.
1: This is probably true.
2: Now we gotta get Don Siegelman in here and ask mm-hmm. him like, Hey,
1: you remember when Jennifer interviewed you? Mm-hmm. At that time? Probably not. He would never but as you'll recall, so this is October two thousand five. He was convicted in the summer of two thousand six. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced before before mm-hmm. that election ever even happened. But no, he talked about the lottery. He talked about all sorts of things he was going to do. He
2: got real close on his lottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember my, my parents at that time were against uh, a lottery in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think both of them have changed their minds mm-hmm. since then. Uh, but there were a lot of people like them that, that right. kind of tanked that that vote. Now, mm-hmm. you've
0: you probably met several governors since then, though. I know you, you were quite close to Bentley.
2: Bentley. I've met Kay Ivey. Uh, that'd be the only two that were there since I've been mm-hmm. in office. I've got a um, selfie with Bentley. Yeah, I got to eat lunch with Bentley at um, Jeff and Vaughn's in Cordova. Yeah. yeah. We had it to our ourself. I have a photo. He looks well, very uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. really funny. Their, uh, their security team came in uh, ahead of time. He was checking everything out, and uh, the governor hated uh, cigarette smoke, mm-hmm. and they smoked inside that restaurant. Oh, yeah. And they literally stopped smoking for like a week and a half mm-hmm. in the building and got it cleaned <laughs> up to for him. Right. Yeah, for him for dinner. So. And
1: finished that story. So as soon as Bentley set foot out of that establishment – like, the whole place lit up. Right? Oh, I yeah, bet, yeah. yeah it was one big, like, as soon as dinner was over, everybody was smoking my again. My
2: favorite uh, When I Met Them story isn't a politician at all. It's American hero, uh, Tim Howard, goalkeeper for the U.S. Men's National Team. Mm-hmm. You guys know who I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. So
0: I got a goalkeeper that lives in my house. Okay. Mm.
2: some I'm story. I was the only person that knew that I was meeting American hero Tim Howard, and nobody else knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting on a, uh, I'm, I'm a tightwad, uh, especially when it comes to travel. And uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Frontier Airlines. They're based out of Denver. Uh-huh. They're flying out of Birmingham now. At uh-huh. the time they weren't. Uh, Thirty nine bucks or something oh, like that, right? Cheap. Yeah. Especially if you're going to Denver. So uh-huh. my aunt lives in Denver. We were going to visit her. It was. Uh, oh, we
0: know that's why you're going to Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
2: you know, I didn't partake. Uh, we get that's another story, <laughs> but uh, I did not. Um, we get we're on the plane, so my brother-in-law, my sister, my nephew are in the row in front of me, and then it's me, uh, my wife, and uh, Tallulah in in our row, and. Uh, We're on a fly frontier flight out of Memphis because it was cheap, and we're flying to Denver, and uh, this guy gets up to go use the bathroom, big guy, nice tattoos down the arms and everything, and I do a double take. You know, I'm in my iPod or something at that point. Do a double take, and I lean over my wife, and I was like, I think that's Tim Howard. And so in my mind, logically, I knew that he was Memphis-based. I think his his children are in Memphis, and I knew he had been signed by the Colorado Rapids that played in Denver. So there's like some real logic adding up Mm -hmm. to this being Tim Howard on my flight. And uh, my wife goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, the goalkeeper for the U.S. Men's National Team. said, he's an American legend. You know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to really build him up. And she's like, well, he's pretty hot. And then she puts her headphones <laughs> back on and goes back to what she's doing. So then I lean forward. My brother-in-law's in front of me, also doesn't really watch soccer. I said, dude, I'm pretty sure that's Tim Howard. He replies, Who? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, goalkeeper for the U.S. men's mm-hmm. national team. He's on our cheap fly frontier flight, Which <laughs> is <laughs> why he can fly so, cheap flies. Yeah, so I no leave one him, knows him alone on an airplane. I think it's pretty rude to just really deal with anybody in an airplane because that's an uncomfortable setting. We get off the plane, we go to baggage claim, and he's standing there. And now I'm like, 100%, I know this is definitely Tim Howard. And I walk up, uh, and I have my cute little uh, baby daughter mm-hmm. with me, and I'm using her as my prop. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, man, you might have to take a picture with, uh, with my daughter. He said, "Sure." And he, he turns around. We get a picture made, and I said, "Thanks." I asked if they were playing. And I walked away. Well, there's these young kids like off. They see me go get my picture. And he's like, "Man, who who is that guy?" I was like, "It's Tim Howard." And they're like, "What sport does he play?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Get at, get out of here! You don't have to know all the soccer players, but this guy had like a legendary oh, was, game yeah. against Belgium. He, he stopped like he had like nine or mm-hmm. ten saves. Like, uh, so that's my Tim Howard story. You weren't in town when cheap, uh, when Lance Armstrong plot, then,
1: came by, were you? Did you ever meet Lance Armstrong?
2: I was adjacent to Lance. Didn't meet him yeah. at this time. This is when his reputation was starting. To I happen. know he wasn't take a hit very well. Uh, received. you know, yeah. the guy I was most impressed with out of that whole group was the president of Trek Bikes. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, an impressive was guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He he said that uh, to my face that the police detail provided by the Cordova Police mm-hmm. Department was the best one he'd ever had for a mm-hmm. bike
1: ride.
0: Well, that goes and I don't back think he was fluffing it. Nick mm-hmm. Smith, right? That's the sheriff, baby. Yeah, he, he was he doing was it then. Uh-huh. So.
1: Yep. See, we loved Griffy. Love King loved, Griffey He was really I nice. I became a, I became a Bo Griffey mm-hmm. during
2: yeah. that time. I'm a fan of his. He left me a voicemail on my phone from mm-hmm. a block number. Uh, so Bo Jackson saying my name on Mm -hmm. my phone was fun for me. I saved that for a long time. I don't know where it ended up. Mm -hmm. It's not on this new phone.
1: Yeah, I saw Griffey. One, we were told they weren't going to be signing things, Mm -hmm. and Griffey signed everything. Or if he signed something, he was only supposed to sign, like, the poster or something, and I saw him sign everything. But that's Griffey. Yeah, that's Griffey. And two, so there was a, a mom, I remember, who just tried to push her kid just close enough to where she could get, like, King Griffey in the background, and he saw this, and so big King Griffey hand comes, and sits on kids' shoulder, and he's like, yep. come over here and let's get a good picture for your mom. And so she gets was, like, and so he day, was very favorite, aware man, of, of people who were around him, making sure they got their pictures, signing the anything you know, putting in front of him. He battled injuries that really derailed mm-hmm. what was just a, Listen, um, um, awesome I live career. with a Ken Griffey Jr. worshipful I know all about. Big fan of Ken. Sweetest swinging baseball. Would have broke the home run record he if he would've. didn't have his injury. And he's the
2: guy we all want to have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the purest, nicest, mm-hmm. like that guy right, right. there that you mm-hmm. saw. That's him all day, every day.
1: When we went to Baltimore this summer, so he's the only person who's ever hit the warehouse mm-hmm. at Camden Yards, mm-hmm. and he didn't do it in a. Regular season game, I think it was like a home run derby or something like that. But that was like a trivia question the guy threw out. Well, of course Zach knew. He's like Griffy, right. Griffy, Griffy. But then there's actually, you know, a little gold baseball thing on the wall where he oh, where he hit cool. it. Well, and and that... if the thing had a light from heaven, I don't think Zach could have looked at that with more awe in his eyes and than he just, did at that's that. That's the power of Ken Griffey.
2: So in a that's a, a visiting ballpark that memorialized what he did. Mm-hmm. Your husband, a lifelong Cubs mm-hmm. fan. This guy played for the Reds, an in-division mm. rival of his, mm-hmm. and he loves him. That's I what this guy him. did for baseball. He
1: loves him. He loves him. Hey, I well, got
2: my vote counts. We referenced him earlier, I want to tell you. Uh, Your vote counts? Vote counts for the governor's race. I was telling you that Riley oh. never won Walker County. In 2002, Don Siegelman won Walker County with 11,857 votes. Riley had 8,595, so he beat him by like 3,000 votes. And then in 2006, both of these elections, Riley won, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we voted for Baxley, 9,014 to 87,49. So it was a lot closer in '06, mm-hmm. but we still voted for the Democrat. We didn't switch to a Republican until Bentley in uh, mm-hmm. 2010. Oh, I wonder Baxley. why we switched then. You know, I don't know what it was. I actually understood us being loyal to him in a re-election because right. he was fantastic post-tornadoes. He was great. His I, bedside
0: mm-hmm. manner was exactly what this state mm-hmm. needed. I think we switched to him, and I think a lot of our switch, and you guys haven't touched on this factor, but I think mm-hmm. the Obama factor. I
2: believe so, too. And I think mm-hmm. uh, King Ewan mentioned that in his episode, yeah. and it's a tough topic to talk about because you had to bring race in at that right, point, right. And, and we don't like talking about it, but what is the x factor there <laughs> right right but i think so, that i think
0: that's what i was think had the,
2: a lot to do with it i really yeah, it was already you, moving
0: in that direction but i think that i think at that point pushed it.
2: i think at that point they lost some of the yellow dog democrat vote they just voted democrats what they always did right and they were like i can't vote for obama's democratic party right yeah and i think and that's they, true and they made the switch yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a very real thing uh i think nationwide that was a uh, I would love to see the retrospective 10 years from now or 20 years from now. Uh, and I, I think President Obama would, would say that, and he has said little pieces of this, is that divide really got bad right when he was in office. Yeah, mm-hmm. And whether we blame him or it was a reaction to him or whatever, it was during that time period. Well, it was right. his existence. And yeah, I think that's,
1: that's what that narrative is, that you exist as a person of color in a position of power in America and things are going to happen around you, and it just plays differently yeah, than if uh, it had been, you know, someone it's, else. it's not hypothetical and so anymore. And they uh, wanted him real. to speak out about it more than he did, and mm-hmm. he didn't. And then things would happen in office, and how would he respond? So just the whole idea of just him existing became became a problem. I, I want to play a
2: pickup basketball game on Barack Obama, just so everybody knows I feel that. like he'd smack you down. Oh, he would kill me. Yeah, yeah. he'd beat yeah, you, he'd you. He would he murder beat me. You. But yeah. I want to be yeah. a chance at it, man. Yeah, play I played I played in the uh, – coaches versus teacher or teachers versus kids game at Valley Junior High mm-hmm. with my wife. I, I performed pretty well. I still got mm-hmm. I still got a little gas on the tank. There you go.
1: They have all kinds of projects, he and Michelle. I feel like every week they're announcing yeah. the Netflix deal or well, uh, a Spotify gonna be the fun, situation. He's going
2: to be the fun like uh, the Jimmy Carter version where the post-presidency is going to give you so much more. Right. Because the presidency was was eight years, you know, in Jimmy's mm-hmm. case, four. Mm-hmm. But he's so young. I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking 30 years of this kind of stuff in the digital age. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yep. you,
0: you're you're going to see his name for a long time. Well, mm-hmm. guys, thank y'all for having me in today. I I'm, don't think
1: we can call this a mini episode.
0: I feel uh, it's not a mini one. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel. Quite I think
1: we're constitutionally unable to produce well, what, a mini what episode. What happened was
2: we were like, you know, we don't have a guest, and Jennifer's like, "Well, James's office is across the That's, hall. It right. is. Yeah. yeah, it is. So, so and worked
1: out. We wouldn't be here. If Phillips hadn't bought the equipment. Hey, good point. I and got me a fancy green microphone. When, here. Well, and Phillips, when, when in we, all th- fairness, Phillips you.
0: did say, Hey, I'd like for the Eagle to do a podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And when I said, Hey, Drew and I want to do a podcast, mm-hmm. and it was really as simple it, as that. It timed up. One night well. at a council meeting, Drew and I said, We should do a podcast. Yeah. And then we told James we want to do a podcast. And he's like, Okay. And a couple of months later, we did a podcast. <laughs> right. It was, yeah. it was really that simple. <laughs> That's how easy I
0: So, uh, so thanks, James. Say so, what you want about me. I can be fairly easy going sometimes.
2: There are four people listening. Thing out there that appreciate. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yep, yep. And they've they're, all decided family. Their last after
0: all after this episode they won't listen <laughs> <don't> again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <this is laughs> like, Yeah, we had a good run. <laughs> uh, Who that? killed
1: the podcast? James. Uh, <laughs> James Phillips did. He sexually
0: assaulted a <laughs> lady it- at Dollywood. He scared <laughs> Dolly to death. We're not <laughs> listening anymore. He give us the did. podcast and he take it
1: away.
0: He take mm-hmm. it away. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you, James. All right, guys. Thank y'all. Bye.